All right. You ready? I think I'm ready. Let's do it. What is up, guys and gals? This is episode... Hmm. 49. 49. Well, we're going to call it 49, and we'll fix it here in a second if it's wrong, but... What's up, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 49 of the WMUH podcast. That means what makes us human right here is John Lindemann, or what's left of him, and over there is J.R. Parks, fresh from a snowy campground out here. Yeah, it was, it was a fun weekend. It was a little cold, but... Uh, we, That's an understatement. It was cold. We went we went camping this weekend, and uh, my brother and I, and in spite of the fact that it is the end of March... And winter officially ended last week, I believe. We woke up Saturday morning to snow on the tent and snow on everything and still snowing. In Carolina. And, uh, yeah, in North Carolina. and uh, Sweet Caroline. Which, yeah. Bum, bum. That occasionally happens. You know, we, uh, we've gotten, historically, we've gotten some of our biggest snows in March. So yep. that does happen here once in a while. But yep. uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of a cold, windy weekend. It's nice to be back where there's heat. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Back where there's a heat. Yes. So you and your brother get along, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's nice. That's good. You know, I don't have... I'm one of those odd weirdos. I'm the only offspring of my parents. Only child. But it's nice to hear about... Some people don't get along with their siblings, but y'all were snuggled together in a tent. We were not snuggled oh. together, but we... Uh, Trying to keep warm I, I in the same that. sleeping bag. <laughs> no. I saw a uh, I saw a tweet this week that was like, uh, "You ever realize there's one day where sudden where you wake up and suddenly you're like friends with your siblings after trying to kill each other as kids?" Oh wow, yeah, okay, I know. yeah. And so so shout out to Justin. But yeah, it was it was good. I mean, we were fairly well equipped. I've got a zero degree mummy bag, and he's got a one of those U.S. Army um, extreme cold weather sleep systems. So it was yeah. uh, it was it was a it's hardcore when you call it a sleep system. Yeah, that's, I mean it's military. Yeah, you know, they it's like three different sleeping bags, and you can combine them all together if it's a really cold sort of thing. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know. He he got it when he worked for Homeland Security. So okay, so Justin is a great storyteller. Yeah, he has made me laugh and laugh and laugh some more over poker night. He uh. When we were teenagers, he developed this pitch that he could talk in that I could hear and understand, but my parents couldn't. And so he would regularly, like, make jokes or say something funny or tell a story or whatever. And I would laugh. And my parents, who were sitting at the same table or whatever, would have no idea what just happened other than, you know, Justin must have said something funny. So it's, it's quite funny. A it's, pitch? It's, it was like a dog certain, whistle? It's a certain pitch, a certain volume level, something about it just... I could understand it without any problem. Was it real low? It's it's kind of quiet. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. Did he do it in pig Latin? No. So. Do people still talk in pig Latin? I have not heard anyone use pig Latin in quite a while. Yeah. I think it's kind of a girl thing. I don't know that I would have said that, but I, I don't know. Okay. So, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> now that we've offended girls... Latin and pigs were off to the races. So it was it was a good weekend. Uh, how about you? Good, good. Uh, a little slow, but I kind of needed a slower weekend. So I'm 45. I noticed once I hit my 40s, uh, all eight cylinders, they start wearing down a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? I'm just like, man, I need a break because I do a lot. 
Yeah, you're going all the time. Yeah, your job and your side gig. Yeah, so I, I got a fun little side gig. So, oh, we've talked about that. You selling eBay? Oh yeah. So, uh, shout out to all you eBay resellers out there. So, I watched some Cincinnati Picker today um, on YouTube. Like watching that. Okay. So, yep. So today we are talking about something creepy. I miss the creepy stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I decided to do uh, a creepy one. Shadow people. All right. Now, the more I looked into this. The more I noticed that this is one of those subjects that you don't really how do how do I word this? When you're looking into shadow people, the subject matter, you learn less about shadow people and you learn way more about yourself. Okay. Because the old adage is true, you find what you're looking for. Right? Sure. Yeah. And this is actually, this is a topic I believe that kind of came up, was it on the Puckwudgies? Puckwudgies, yeah. Yeah, but we haven't, we haven't tackled it by itself. Yeah, Puckwudgies are like naked, fur-covered hobbits in New Hampshire. There's a band name in that somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, so, so go back and... Naked, fur-covered hobbit, opening for Cannibal Corpse next weekend, yeah. So go back and listen to the Puckwudgie episode if you haven't yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pukwudgies are uh, they're up to no good, man. Um, and they're up there in that triangle area. I think it's of New Hampshire. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, and where a lot of creepy stuff happens. Uh, and they're short, and they make you uh, want to do bad things to yourself. Uh, but So you find what you're looking for, kind of. So to start out, what what is a shadow person? So if you've ever heard of the hat man... He also came up, I believe, on that episode. Yeah, yeah. If you ever heard of the Hat Man or Shadow People, it's basically you're in a room, and off in your peripheral, there's a person, and and somewhere in between, you're recognizing that that your eye is telling your brain there's a person there, and then your eye moves to see them directly. They're gone. Okay. Um, now, the reason I say you find what you're looking for, and, and a lot of times somebody will see in their peripheral a hat man, like a, a person wearing a hat. Um, and it's a weird phenomenon that's worldwide. Uh, people from all cultures, it seems, have this. And there's also a huge tie in with sleep paralysis that we'll get into with this as well. Um, okay. But if you were to ask a priest about this in his answer more than likely or like a a Protestant pastor in his answer, his or her answer more than likely they're going to veer off into something maybe about demons. Okay. All right. If you ask, uh, I read a, an article out of psychology today where the writer of psychology today was interviewing a woman that claims to be a witch um, and she spoke of negative that, that shadow people has to do with negative energy uh, because that's kind of her forte. You ask a biologist, if you were to ask the late Stephen Jay Gould or say uh, Richard Dawkins about this, they're going to say this is an evolutionary holdover uh, from when we were out in the wild trying to survive. And any movement off into your peripheral at dusk when it's kind of hard to see, you see what I'm getting at? Sure. It could be something coming to eat you. Fight or flight. Right. Response. Yeah. 
I went hunting with my buddy Brad not too long ago uh, near his house. He lives in a beautiful area, um, which I'll leave unnamed, but a beautiful area, about 45 minutes from here, I guess. And he told me, he said, now as the sun gets below the horizon, right at sunset, we're going to have to quit, but you'll notice, you know, we're looking for deer, but you'll notice you'll see tons of deer, what you think are deer right there in that moment where you're losing your light. And dang, he was right. I mean, things that I knew they were not deer, but I was like 80%. My brain was like, that's a deer right there, but it wasn't. It was just that same old patch of grass, but in that light, it looked different. Yeah. 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 I experienced this when I was a kid, first deer hunting. Uh, Usually, actually, the opposite, usually in the morning. I can see that too. Yeah. If you're in before daylight and while it's pitch black, when it just starts to get daylight um, or just that time leading up to it, your mind will make every object Mm -hmm. in the woods into something. Yeah, and in this case, it was what I was looking for. Yeah. I was really looking for deer. Um, It was starting to spit rain just a little bit, you know, Um, and it was just a great evening. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to hear anything because the ground was a little damp, so, you know, it had been raining. Yeah. So I knew I was just going to have to use my eyeballs. And so what I was looking for, at once the light worked just a certain way, I saw tons of it even though it wasn't there. Sure. So anyway, back to my main point, you know, based on who you ask about these kind of issues, um, ghosts, shadow people, blah, 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 it depends on who you ask, the answer that you're going to get. Okay. So that is one of those things that I I quit doing this quite as much on each episode, but I used to say, so what about this make, what about Marmite makes us human, Jared? You know, that kind of thing when we did Marmite, um, and so with this, I think it's just really telling um, about our own humanity that we, we find what we're looking for. Um, we answer questions based on, obviously, our knowledge, but we lean very heavily with our answers towards what we know, and we lean away very heavily from what we don't know. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Sure. So it makes me want to start looking at some of these subject matters like, all right, I've done my study on this, but have I leaned towards what I know? Maybe I need to lean further back towards what I'm ignorant of. Yeah, it's it's we, we kind of default to our biases. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of this entire episode is that if we could title, if we titled this, I would... We like to have fun titles, but if I was going to put a nerdy title on this, I would say Shadow People, Defaulting Towards Your Bias. Okay. I mean, I really, really would. Um, so coming in here this evening, you weren't here yet, I don't guess, and uh, there were some people upstairs, and I saw one of y'all's cars, but I wasn't sure if you were both here, you and Hannah were both here or not. So anyway, I came on in, and uh, so for the listeners, uh, we're in the basement of, a ch- of our church, Yeah. and... We go down this one. Okay, so we have a new section and then the old section. We have a new section, a slightly older section, and then and a really an old section. And we're in the old section. Yeah. We're under the old chapel yep. right now and halfway underground kind of. Yep. And uh, so I made, I came down the main hall. I went into the slightly old section past the elevator, and then I came into the very old section. And it's a long hallway, and you kind of have to take two or three steps in to get to the first switch. And sometimes the light switch is 
aren't where you expect them to be right. or don't quite work right or whatever. Right. Well, I got to the second one about a third of the way down the hall, and it I really couldn't find it. And instantly, man, I got a little jibber-jabbered. And I thought, you know, it's a it's a beautiful day outside. It's a little windy, but there's not a cloud in the sky. I, I haven't watched a horror film or anything, but I got in this long, narrow hallway, and Richard Dawkins would say, you know, for millions of years of surviving out on the savannah, my peripheral vision instantly became enhanced, and I, I was scared I was going to see something coming to eat me. You know, that would be what Dawkins would say um, I was experiencing at that point. You know, somebody that's into supernatural stuff would have a totally different answer. My answer is my, the little kid in me came out a little bit, and I got a little freaked out because I couldn't find the darn light switch yeah. in the dark. You know, I actually had a... Had a bit of an example of this in in broad daylight this weekend, and that is, you know, it was it was very windy where we were. Uh, in fact, this morning I woke up to the sound of a tree falling, which is a terrifying sound when you're in a tent. Thankfully, it was not nearby. And it takes a while too, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes longer than you would think. Yeah, and uh, but so all weekend as we were around the campsite, we had you know there's one of those poles where you can hang a trash bag and lantern or whatever. And so we had a trash bag hanging on it, and the wind was just blowing it like crazy, you know, all weekend long. And so every once in a while, even though I knew it was there, I'd catch that movement out of the corner of my eye, and my brain would think somebody just walked up. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, and it happened repeatedly in the middle of the daylight. You know, it was just, oh, I see movement, somebody's there. Yeah, that's kind of this, yeah. 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 So now if you if you take that same thing and add it to uh, a common thread that seems to go throughout this entire subject matter of sh- shadow people okay. is sleep. Right. So it seems like you're around sleepy time. <laughs> so uh, you're home alone, you've had supper, uh, you dim the lights, you put your feet up, you got your nice... I sound like golly, I sound like I'm an 80 year old cat woman. But you you put a nice quilt over your lap and you uh you watch in my in my life, I watch an episode of Frasier Crank of Frasier. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the lights are low and you're just vegging before bedtime. Um, and you may start zoning just barely you got two toes into the sleep world, you know, and your eyes are still barely open and you see something in your peripheral. Now, based on who you are and what your interests are plays a huge role into what that is. Yeah. Right. So um, if we were to take a psychiatrist, now we wouldn't do it right now because of what's going on in this area, but if you were to take a psychiatrist to Chernobyl, you know, you can tour Chernobyl. Yeah. And you, got, you, you, you can only be there for like 12 hours and they got to get you out. I think that people used to pay money, big money, to to go tour like ghost hunters and stuff. Yeah. But if we were to take a psychiatrist to Chernobyl, he may have a totally different experience, and what he writes in a paper would be totally different than if we took a man and his teenage son who is interested in hauntings and ghost hunting, what they would write in their journal about their Chernobyl experience would be totally different from what a psychiatrist would write that he saw or experienced or felt 
you know, sure. in Chernobyl. Yeah, definitely. Um, so sleep seems to play a huge role. And the more I, I looked into the shadow people thing, the more I noticed that not only is sleep playing a huge role, but people seem to, this seems to tie in more than I thought it would with succubi. Okay. Um, so you have an incubus and a succubus. One's a male, one's a female. And this is a holdover from medieval times. Sure. Where, can you explain this? Uh, if I if I remember correctly, a succubus is... I'm more wordy than you are. You probably do this more succinctly. I don't know that I will do this succinctly. Um, but it's that it's you wake up with the feeling that you can't move and something's sitting on your chest. Yeah, right. And a succubus would be a... This is where the old hag comes from, is a succubus is female. So... Way back in the day, people believed that um, when they were going through sleep paralysis, they couldn't explain it, and so they thought some evil... Some kind of demon is, you know... Sitting on their chest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they would visualize, uh, you know, a shadowy person, and people would make these drawings of this... Now, the drawings are scary. I'm just going to... If you Google image the old hag, it is frightening as heck. But um, they're in that sleepy whatever time where they see something sitting there on top of them, you know, or in the room. Old hag or night hag. Sure. Okay, so the night hag, what John is talking about, is different than incubus or succubus. Okay. Incubus and succubus sort of go, go back to vampirism and... Only they're not feeding on blood, they're feeding on something else. And because it's a family-friendly show, I can't say what that is. Right, yeah. It's more adult nature than just the old hag sitting on your chest. Right. So. Uh, We'll get into that at the tail end of this. Okay. Yeah. So basically, whether it's um, a sexually oriented thing or it's a uh, just sitting on your chest, this thing is scaring you, drawing power out of you. I was going to say, yeah. I think isn't the idea that, that uh, the the old hag or night hag is like essentially sucking the life out of you. Right. right? Like drawing the life out of you. Yeah. From your breath, presumably. Yeah, and that comes from their, them feeling that weight on their chest and they feel like they can't breathe. Yeah. And all this is basically a result simply of... Now, I'm a 20... If 21st century guy, so my, you know, what we now see this as is different from what you'd see this as in the 1300s. Sure. But, but all this is coming from, um, waking up during REM sleep. Okay. Yeah. So your, your body produces a chemical and I cannot remember the name of it right now. It'd be pretty cool if I could, but your body produces a chemical. Dogs don't produce as much of it and it's hilarious to watch them sleep that for your own safety, it keeps you from hurting yourself by acting out your dreams. Now, this doesn't, the chemical is not produced as well as it should be sometimes, and you end up walking around in your sleep and, you know, sleepwalking and doing what you're doing in your dream in reality. Um, But if you wake up in the middle of rapid eye movement sleep, you can can wake up and and not be able to move because that chemical is still kind of freezing your muscles. Did you find it? Uh, acetylcholine? 
Okay. All right. Uh, the neurotransmitter acetylcholine is at its strongest during REM sleep. There you go. Yep. So if you were to be jerked awake during a real emotional, and REM sleep is when you have your most emotional dreams uh, where you feel the most fear or the most joy or whatever, um, or something else. Uh, if you were to be yanked awake during that, you can't move. Okay. Yeah. And, and you may see um, this is when you're also, your vision is experiencing what evidently my vision is experiencing when I'm, Petting a cat underneath an Afghan watching Frazier getting ready. You know what I mean? And so for these folks that lived before the era when we were fit, when we started figuring some stuff out, um, this had to be like the most frightening. It's basically this old hag or night hag or whatever, you know, sucky, but whatever. Um, coming in the room and you're just terrorized. Now, have you ever had that happen? I have not. Me neither. I have been jerked awake at all hours of sleep. I, I used to be a volunteer firefighter, and, and, and then I was an EMT. So I regularly got woken out of sleep. Like, it didn't matter, you know. Pager goes off or whatever, and you're up. But you didn't have sleep paralysis? No. Me neither. It's, it's, an, imme- and, and it's an immediate adrenaline rush. In fact, um, there's, there's a high case of um, heart attacks with people in that field. Because of that, because oh. you go from sound asleep to I got to go 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 rushing, and I got to get dressed and go. Oh my gosh! You know, wow! You know, at the drop of a hat. But Hannah, have you ever had sleep paralysis? That's a no. If I did, I was very very young. Okay, that's my. That's kind of my yeah. So all right, story time. Okay, story time with JL, as my nieces and nephews call me. So. uh when I was very young, now this is an instance where you find what you're looking for, and this involves like the freakiest shadow person thing I have ever seen. And now that I'm older, I realize what happened to me. But when I was a kid, I come out of my skin with the most blood curdling scream. You, I bet I, my parents went to bed when I did this. I bet it scared them out of 10 years' growth. So we watched PM Magazine. Now, our slightly older listeners in their mid-40s will remember PM Magazine. Do you remember that? You're probably too young. I guess is it stands for Popular Mechanics? No. No, it, was, no, okay. it stands for Post Meridian. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just 7 o'clock to okay. 8 o'clock. Okay. And it's like a local show, and I think everybody kind of had it. So Bob Lacey, that, was, that is now Bob and Sherry Radio uh, on the, what is that station? I'm not sure. They're nationally syndicated. Okay. They were who I was listening to when 9-11 happened. Okay. But um, anyway, Bob and Sherry used to, Bob Lacey used to be on PM Magazine. Well, anyway, we watched PM Magazine, and it was around Halloween, and they did this special on aliens. And they showed this, you know, these cheesy $5 reenactments. Yeah. Yeah, bad lighting, bad acting, bad sound. Well, they showed this person asleep in a bed and all you saw was a silhouette of the person and there and the wall and you see this alien huge headed the alien looks like he weighs 80 pounds and 75 of it's in his head you know and you got this tiny <laughs> hannah's laughing he's got this tiny arm and hand and it starts to reach for the shoulder of the person and then they cut to another well buddy let me just tell you right now i bet i was six years old I took that image with me to bed, and I reproduced it at 3 in the morning in real life. I woke up. Something woke me up. And I slept against the wall because it was cold, and I enjoyed the. I liked the yeah. 
And I'd have one leg up against the wall and one leg under the covers. Okay. Okay. And, you know, one leg's warm, one leg's cold. Anyway, and I'm laying there looking at the wall. And into my room walks this giant-headed, tiny-bodied figure and reached for me. (laughs) And I mean... People in another zip code heard me. I'm sure every light in the neighborhood cut on. I cut loose. You know what I'm saying? And my dad come running in there. What's not working? You know, I said, You know, and he's like, well, shit, go to bed. You know, he'll be fine. He's not screaming like you are, you know. Uh, but I took that image with me, and something woke me up in the middle of REM sleep. And I reproduced it. My brain decided we're going to scare the crap out of this little fella. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it just dawned on me. I had a similar experience, but I was in college. Oh, okay. And I was actually, it was. So my description of mine kind of jogged your memory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I moved to college, I had my sister move into my room. Okay. And whenever I would come home and stay, I would sleep in her old room. And her room, um, before the house that my parents live in now, my grandparents owned it before they did, and they bought it um, from the bank because the lady who lived there before passed away in the house. Her name was Mrs. Ovitz. And uh, my mom used to tell me stories about... Obitz? Obitz. Hmm. Um, about my sister being in that room when she was a baby and she um, you know she would fall asleep with her head facing one way in the crib and mom would go check on her a couple eight hours later and she'd be facing the other way in the crib but still completely covered up huh. and she would look up in the hall in the um, what do you call it? the closet and just giggle at something that was in the closet oh no oh no used to with the TV on, but if I had, it was one of those old box TVs, and the screen was black, because I had it on the auxiliary, where if you plugged in the red, white, yellow... In the back. Yeah, so I would leave that on this like a nightlight, but it wasn't super bright where I couldn't fall asleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night one time, and I thought I saw, you know, the old lady hair that's kind of short and piled up and permed. I thought I saw that. In the reflection? In the closet. Oh, really? And I was like, no. And just pulled the covers over my head. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing this. And you were in college? I was in college. Okay. It actually been after I moved home from college. Yeah. I was still staying in that room. So it's a fun story, but I think we all believe probably that your brain had implanted information in it, and it was telling your eye to see it. Yeah, yeah. So that, there was no ghost in the closet, more than likely, right? So this kind of goes back a little bit, Jared, to uh, Charlie Charles Bonnet syndrome. Yeah, kind of, sort of. You know, because you're not nobody talks about hearing any sounds. And incidentally, if you're hallucinating with sound, you need to seek help. There's there's nothing wrong with you that means you need to be kicked out of society. But if you're if you're having hallucinations that are accompanied by sound. You you're gonna want to seek attend medical help with that because you more than likely there's something going on there that you you really need help with. Sure. A normal hallucination 
where you may where you're not going to want to seek help usually is just no sound. It ain't talking to you. Yeah. But the minute the lady in the closet starts speaking and you hear, you might want to get some help with that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't hide it because it's just going to get worse. So I have learned that through this whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I really enjoyed looking up Charlie, Charles Bonet or whatever you call it, but it was spooky. So Hannah, that is creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. We also have an ep- the episode on Charles Bonet syndrome. You can go back and listen to it as well. Check it out. Very interesting. Um, so, all right. So, to go along with all this, alien abduction <laughs> seems to be. Uh, now, this is where I. This is where I get off the train. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I want Sasquatch to be real so bad. I mean, I just. I know he's out there, and nobody can find him. And I, I know it took us forever to find the giant panda. And I just hope so bad that he's really there. And I don't really want us to find him because I don't want him to be in a zoo, you know. <laughs> but but you lose me on aliens. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just I get. I just can't do it. You know. I just cannot do that. But anyway, that being said, um, there seems to be a a common thread. And I don't quite get it because everything I read about the alien abduction stuff, it was just alien abduction. And I didn't see much about shadow people. But it, but when you look up shadow people, it's like shadow people and alien abductions. And I'm like, what? Maybe it's a, a selling media thing. Possibly. But I did find a common thread and it's something that we barely spoke of earlier. Um, so there was a guy and I'm getting out my phone for you listeners that can't see me doing this. Um, there was a young fella named Antonio Villaboas. Um, I probably butchered his name, but, uh, he's a famous abduction story thing because now how do I word this? If you have little ones listening, might want to turn the radio down for just a second or the phone down for just a moment. But um, he says that he uh, basically made it to third base with an alien. All right. Or, or hit a home run, basically. Um, and he, t- he goes into great detail, and it's very awkward. Um, but that, th- there is a thread. <laughs> and it's looking at me like, what? Now, I think this fellow probably needed to seek some attention and some help um, with, with his visions that he had. Um, but anyway, there is a little bit of a thread with that with the succubus and the incubus. Yeah. Um, that, that if you look into that, you'll see that there's some of that in there as well. So shadow people taught me more about us than it did about shadow people. Okay. It really did. Um, then I don't believe in shadow people. I don't think that there are demons putting on fedoras and standing in the corner <laughs> to scare us. You know what I mean? Uh, I, when I'm old enough to wear a fedora, I'm going to do it. But right now, I'd be a character. In North Carolina, if you wear a hat other than a ball cap, you're a character. I'm sorry. You're a character. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're like under set. If you're over 70, you can pull it off. You can do it. You know? But okay. You're talking to someone who has... You know, several dress hats. Oh, that's right. Well, you're a character, Jared. Uh, I can't do it. 
Normal, I can't. I can't do it. Normal is a myth, so it's okay. No, that's right. That's very good. That is very good. Normal is a myth. That is right. It's not like I wear them a lot, but no, you don't. I, I do have. I do have several nice. Now, do you stand in people's corners and frighten them? I do not. No, very good. I have. I have a. Sort of a. It's not really a mannequin head, but it, it, I basically turned it into a mannequin head uh, that one of these hats is sitting on. So I could probably freak myself out with it. No, no. No, no. Tell them what the mannequin what? head actually is. What is the mannequin head? The mannequin head. Is it a Benfield sanitation trash can? No. <laughs> the mannequin head was a piggy bank that I had when I was a kid that came filled with bubble gum and then uh, piggy bank. But it was Spider-Man's head. Okay. So nice. It's now painted silver, and so it's no longer obviously Spider-Man. But ooh, ooh. it is. It's still Spider-Man. It's still Spider-Man. I need a mannequin head for when I sell hats on eBay. Because right now I just set the hat down on my little platform that I take pictures on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I need a mannequin head for that. Really bad. Hobby Lobby. That's yeah. a good It's funny because this thing is like, you know, a foot tall or whatever. You know, you think about like a normal size, like what a mannequin's head size would be. And it was filled with double bubble. That was a lot. Or, That's a lot of. That was a, double bubble? Du- is double bubble the one that is the little pieces of bubble gum that come wrapped? Yeah. Yeah. Double yeah. bubble. So That's a lot of bubble gum. Can you blow bubbles? Yeah. It took me forever to figure that out. I mean, forever. Yeah. There was a. And then, I, I mean, I was like, well, I don't quite get the big deal, but. Yeah. Big League Chew. Yeah. Big, I, I Teaching like, kids to dip. I like Big League Chew Eat for the nostalgia's sake because I played baseball. Yeah. Um, Teaching kids to chew tobacco. But it's that's one of those that it's kind of like zebra stripe. It loses flavor in 10 seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes you look like you got a chaw in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried that once and got really sick. Oh, chewing tobacco. Levi Garrett. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was awful. I was raking leaves in the front yard. I was like, well, this ain't bad. And then the yard started moving. And then the whole property started spinning. And then the kids and wife came home, and I'm in the pine needles barfing. That is a a very strong, very quick kick of nicotine. Yep. Yep. Tastes like spicy raisins. If If you're not used to it, it will make you sick very quickly. Yep. Yep. So that's shadow people. If you if you want to learn a lot about how you respond to information and how you process what you already know and which way you go with it, look into shadow people. Okay. It'll it'll really show you um your preconceived notions that you have about the world. Yeah, your world your belief system. It, it'll really show you what you think about things. Yeah. It's a good litmus test for your uh, worldview. Okay. Yeah, it really is. Seriously. All right. Anything else? Yeah, you need to tell our listeners about who reached out to us this week. Sure. We actually had a couple folks reach out to us. Um, One of our listeners, Brad, reached out to us about last week's episode. He had a picture of a book he read about Shackleton's uh, ship and uh, voyage and uh, reached out to us uh, to tell us how much he enjoyed the episode. So we enjoyed hearing from him. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, also on Twitter, we had the French Foreign Legion Twitter account respond to our episode on the French Foreign Legion. And, uh, and they were they were not mad. They were happy. 
Yeah, they let John know that he didn't need to eat snails. All he needed to do was come knock on their door with his passport. He could join French Foreign Legion. Yeah. Well, I'm married, so I'm out. Right? Don't you got to be single? Uh, or claim to be. Or, oh, that's right. Well, I'm not claiming it because, oh, man. Yeah. So, so Actually, you'd be getting ready to go to help people fight. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, but that was really cool that... Uh, Absolutely. That we got reached out to this week. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. always good to hear from our listeners and anybody else who wants to respond. So. That's right. Yeah. Now, uh, one year anniversary is coming up. It is. It is. Um, and JR and I are still talking about our special episode. Yep. Yeah. So get ready. Absolutely. And speaking of reaching out, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at WMUH Podcast. You can email us, WMUHpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to like, rate, and subscribe this episode to this episode and share it with one person who you think would enjoy it. Yes, like, rate, subscribe, share. All right, John, you got anything else? Uh, just sleep tight tonight, folks. There might be a guy in a fedora in the corner staring at it. I'm going to freak myself out. <laughs> Have a great week. All right. We'll see you next week.